Hey, this is Sharon Lee, and you are watching Anime Egotists with Richard and Alex. So these guys love anime, and they have a lot to say about it. So I hope you're ready, and I hope that they don't break any giraffes' necks. Enjoy! <laughs> and welcome back to the Anime Egotists, where Stop giving us dark chocolate at restaurants. Just go, give us milk chocolate. Give us the stuff that'll kill us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. My name's Alex, and they asked me to be in the Tournament of Power, but I kind of just want to let humanity go. I completely agree. Just, can we just die now? And I'm Richard. That's correct. Uh... And, and we are joined by the ever-charismatic, the ever-slightly, actually very much above average, Toons and goons, say hello. What's going on, everybody? It is so great to be back. Ah, man, I've literally been waiting, chomping at the bit, to talk about all of the wonderful, awesome things that you guys can see. I'm actually in front of the Pokemon Stadium right now, getting ready to go uh, watch a very underwhelming match, because I know it, it will be. Uh, but, with that being said, I'm uh, happy to be back. That is correct. And usually we talk about Pokemon journeys, and actually that's exactly what we're about to do. We're going to go over the most recent part that came out on Netflix. Now, a lot's happened since then, and a lot's happened. Like, the last time we talked about journeys wasn't even a review. It was our video with Poke Furlax, where we all basically just talked about our issues with journeys and just everything in general. Before we get into the part, I, we like to go over what our honest thoughts about this part were, but... Tunes, I want you to go first. What were your thoughts on this part so far? <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. People might just click off on what I'm about to say. And I apologize. Please don't click off for what I'm about to say. But and I have it in my notes, because I told you that I was taking notes when I was watching it. Literally everything up to a certain episode, which we'll get into later. Uh everything up to a certain episode, I was like, I I could not care less about what is happening until we get to a specific episode, then everything from that episode to the end. I was like, oh, I loved it. So as a whole, I'll give it an unenthusiastic thumbs up. But, you know, it, it wasn't the best uh, part to have come out since the beginning of this. Richard? Uh, I'm very similar opinions to uh, tunes on this yeah it's just there are definitely some very bad episodes I, we'll get into it when we start talking about each individual episode but yeah there are especially at the start it's just there's too many back-to-back -back not great episodes huh okay i i i'm a little annoyed that you said that because you're the one who wants to keep covering journeys i've made it perfectly clear that if we stop covering journeys tomorrow i would be okay with it but I try to look on the positive side. I try to think to myself, you know, Journeys has some problems, but overall, I think I could find ways to enjoy that sort of thing. That being said, we're almost 100 episodes in. They had their period. It, the kid gloves are coming off. I did not like this part. There Ooh. were some really good, there were a couple of episodes where I'm like, whoa, that was really good. But just, no, no, the, the kid gloves are off. I can't, if, I have to keep reviewing this. I can't be nice anymore. I'm not enjoying myself. 
<laughs> I at least, oh man, I uh, I at least tried my best to find positives. Like like I said, I had notes that I went because I went back and rewatched it, Same. and I literally like I had because I did like an episode by episode breakdown. But then once I went back and rewatched it, I was like, I can delete pretty much all of these episodes and just say everything up to this is unimportant because it kind of is like there mm-hmm. there i think there was maybe one important thing in my opinion that happened before that episode and then i'm just like i kind of feel like i wasted my time i will say if it was just the second half i would have enjoyed this i was like wow the second half was really fun See? the first half was just let's how about we just get into it all right so this ep- Part started out with all out all of the time. I I did not. This was the <laughs> racing episode in a long. Oh mm-hmm. man. Okay, you know, <sighs> you know, the last time we did this, we the first part of the episode, the first episode of the part was searching for service with a smile. You guys brought up how you didn't like that episode, at least the placement of it, because it shouldn't have started off the part. Even though I said I enjoyed the episode. I can't really say that this time. Like, it started the part, and I didn't like the episode very much. I gotta say, just what was really weird about this episode is just that, not even necessarily that it was like, okay, it's a nice little, let's reestablish everything, let's get, like, it felt like this was supposed to be an episode that was like, hey, you're all already halfway into the season but we need something that's going to kind of break up the monotony of always doing the plot and like one it was weirdly placed in the season and two the episode itself fell flat with what it was trying to do like i don't feel like having watched it anything really happened by the end of the episode yeah and it was just coming Mm -hmm. off the dawn and chloe episode and the weird thing for me is like we didn't even say bye to dawn she just sort of like the episode before just kind of act like she never she just never even showed up again and which is kind of weird but (sighs) yeah there's no continuation from the last part in this one the characters I don't want to say they're memorable. They're they might be memorable in a bad way. They're just kind of annoying. How about we just get talk about the episode just from the beginning? All right. Uh, from what I remember, Ash and Go are traveling to Alola to compete in this race on a deserted island, and they run into the All Out Brothers, who are big fans of Ash because he won their the first Alola. Uh, Pokemon League and is the champion. I will give credit to Ash. He did a very good job of posing on point while still looking completely <laughs> and utterly confused. Absolutely. I will say that. And I will give fair credit where credit is due. The All Out Brothers, their introduction, their introduction I thought was pretty well. I was like, okay, they're they're really hyper. They're really like, we're going to give it our all because we're the all out, bro. Like, okay, cool. You're establishing what these characters are about, like, within the first minute of us meeting it. And I like it. And then just like, it completely fell off the moment they were like, oh my God, you're Ash. We're going to beat you, bro. We're going to do it. And then they run off and we're just like. Yeah, yeah. as a Persona 5 fan, I'm a no, when, when I hear the terms all out, 
out, I think of the all out finishing attacks they do, and we didn't get that. So I was disappointed. <laughs> but not to mention, there's one little thing. It's like, oh, you're the you're the first winner of the Alola League. And Go straight up says to Ash, why didn't you tell me this earlier? And Ash said, oh, it kind of slipped my mind. I'm like, oh, Ash. Yeah, that's a good point. The fact that we're over, we're very far away into the series, about 100 episodes, and Go has no idea that Ash is a champion of a league already. It's not even Go's fault. And And I'm glad you mentioned that that point because this was one of before i deleted that this was one of my biggest gripes for this episode with a twofold gripe the first being ash what the frick do you mean that it slipped your mind you have been trying to be a champion of how many regions before this and this was your first chance and you forget and secondly go how narrow-minded are you because as far as to our knowledge in canon, all of the regions know about the other regions. So unless he was quite literally living under a rock, Go should have known through words of the grapevine, through the fact that it probably would have been in the news, the fact that, you know, you would think the Alolan champion, the first ever, would actually make world news. It's like the, it's like the 24-7 belt. It just gets passed around to anybody. It, it doesn't... It, I mean, if you played the games, you know that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is our truth would be a far better Alola champion than Ash Ketchum because, yeah. See, the only problem with that, he'd actually have, like, a real pit bull instead of Pokemon and try to, like, <laughs> throw that out there and be like, all right, Ricky, go get him. But I, I to, they, they, Ash and Go versus the All Out Brothers, the All Out Brothers apparently try to use their Z moves, but they can't because um they're stupid <laughs> yeah they're not in sync with their it's the Kamoo, if i remember Kamodo. correctly okay yeah. yeah but i will say i have to give credit where credit is due team rocket basically stole this episode for me to be fair team rocket does that in a lot of episodes and i seem to recall they did the same thing in the last part's first episode they took they they really took the episode and i'm like i understand we've gotten that to that level with team rocket to where people actually kind of watch the show more for them than anything but it's like come on why is it that these side comedic relief characters are now taking more of the emphasis of an episode than your main character yeah but they also talk about oh i hope marini's doing good and mimi q too and what I love about this is ordinarily Jesse would be kind of the one to be like, oh, like it matters, while deep down thinking to herself, no, I miss them too. No, she straight up says, when we're done doing what we're doing, let's go see our Alola Pokemon again. I was so happy when I heard that. I'm like, yes, they care. It, it's just, it's nice to see, especially since we've been complaining that it feels like they don't care about their Pokemon that much in this series. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it took them... Um... <laughs> the last part to catch a pokemon that's actually their own so yeah but i'm I'm giving them more credit that i i feel like they would at least remember their pokemon more than ash would remember he's champion but regardless yeah the the episode kind of just continues on there's not really a whole lot to it the all-out brothers they help ash ash helps them i feel like go doesn't do a whole lot besides catch a couple of pokemon but all Mm -hmm. it does which I'm not going to harp on this. I'm not going to harp on this because we have established that this is his main 
reason for doing things. But my God, it, it quite literally is like anytime they step foot outside of the city, that's his only focus. Like even when he's watching... Uh, even when he's watching Ash have Pokemon battles, his main focus is, oh my God, that's a Pokemon I don't have. Throw <laughs> Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Like, you were there for the race. I understand you're also wanting to catch Pokemon, but couldn't you have been like, okay, make a mental note to come back to this part of the island so that way I can get this Pokemon, you know? <laughs> yeah, but regardless, Ash wins the race for him and Go, but the All Out Brothers get some second place prop. Guys, everything kind of, I, I'm going to be honest. This isn't the worst episode of this part, but it's not an episode in particular. I really want to go over that much longer. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for episode two? Yep. Oh, let's get to it. Maybe. Uh, Depending on what it is. To be honest, I don't remember the episode. Up to. <laughs> it's excitement from an ultra shocking, I assume, battle. It doesn't it... start. Oh. Excitement from the ultra shocking start. This is Ash oh. versus Volkner. I really like this oh. episode. Yeah, oh, yeah, this one, this one, was mm-hmm. I will say, yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I feel bad because we don't come always talk about the battle specifically, but this whole episode was the battle, which is not necessarily a bad thing per se. Mm-hmm. Hey, I just appreciate it. Ash and Volkner had good, had good interactions. Like he actually, like Volkner saw, oh, Ash, you can use Z moves. <laughs> That's cool. Right. And there was just, and Volkner looked really good in this battle, in particular with the electric terrain and just mm-hmm. everything in general. Like I don't have a whole lot more, but this was a really good episode. Yeah, it. I really enjoyed the fact that this one was one hundred percent focused on the battle. A lot of these episodes, there's like the first half is either the battle or the second half is the battle, and the first half is introducing some random character again, and then we end up so we lose half of the episode. So they rush through fights. So it's like three moves and every Pokemon faints. This one, the battles last a long time, like the entire episode. Yeah, not to mention it does. I will admit they switched Pokemon a lot more than I was kind of used to. So that did kind of throw me off a bit. But like it was something different. I can give them a pass for that. This It was a very enjoyable battle. Mm-hmm. And I will say as an overarching theme, I guess, for this uh, for this part, I appreciate that this part, it kind of did the opposite of what the last part was. Because, you know, the last part was really more centered around Go and his development as a Pokemon researcher, where this part felt like it was more so centered around Ash and his progression through the Coronation League. So I do appreciate that. Even if all the episodes weren't the best, it did feel like, okay, let's really hone in because we all know that they're getting closer to the finals. So let's hone in on what's going on with him. Is it safe to say the Go episodes are better than the Ash episodes? Not all of them, but on average, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that's necessarily a good or bad thing. It's just something I'm noticing. Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying the Go episodes because they feel more like an adventure than the ash where it's like we're meeting a random opponent you may <laughs> or may not have seen them again yeah Ooh, also go is, go is also just a lot smarter which we'll talk about and no we have to talk come on come on in the next episode <laughs> ash proves that he really just 
But my thing is, though, like, is that really a flex to say that you're smarter than Ash? Ah, that's okay. Yeah, you got me there. You you got me on that one. <laughs> All right. But, do we have anything really more to say about this episode? Uh, Ash wins, and yeah, that's 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 basically it. Yeah, it's enjoyable. There's, it's a great battle, but there's not much story other than that. Yeah. Yeah, I am, we are not good when it comes to like breaking down battles. Yeah, but we need details, and there's so much switching in this one. I just, yeah, it's hard to remember exactly all the details. I know Volkner uses what Rotom, Electivire, and Luxray. Rotom fan. Okay. <laughs> and and then I, Ash, I, I'm, I'm adding more details. And Ash uses. Gengar and Lucario, and obviously, yeah. of course, Pikachu. Yeah. I'm so happy we're getting to see more Gengar because, full disclosure, Gengar is, yeah, no, Gengar is my favorite Pokemon. Like, out of, like, if I had to get a singular Pokemon, Gengar is my favorite. So I enjoy getting to see Gengar get, a sign, get some time in the sun, not literally, but... Yeah, but you, you might want to you might want to wait a couple of episodes because that, that that it's going to come crashing down. And it's going to hurt inside. What's the, the next? You know episode. You know what? We could we could skip this episode, please. I I'm not even going to lie to you. I kind of wish we could do. I when you said earlier that the go episodes were better, I almost interjected and was like, unless it involved Drizzile. This okay. The next episode, Detective Drizzile. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think this might have been my least favorite episode of the nope. entire part. If nope, nope. I ha- nope. I have another one that makes it. But okay, so yes. basically, the data from Cerise Laboratory is getting stolen, and <laughs> immediately I'm kind of interested in this, especially since they say, "Oh, well, all the research from the Galar from the Galar region's completely gone." I'm like, "Oh, what? All two days worth of it?" <laughs> and yeah, Ash. For as much look, for as much as I rip on him, I love Ash. He he's he's he, he can be really compelling, but he starts getting on the ground and saying, "Here, data, data, data." <laughs> it's a lost cat or something like that. And Go, seemingly feeling my rage, snaps out of it and says, "It's not on the floor." Literally, and I'm, oh boy, that was. And, and to be on, to be fair. I, I understand they were, I feel like they were trying to like make it seem like, okay, he's endearing at least. Like he genuinely cares. But like, my God, that was not the way to do it. I'm starting oh. to realize more and more that Go is the most tragic character in the Pokemon anime because all <laughs> the other traveling companions had to deal with Ash every now and then, but Go has to live with him 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're not wrong on that one, more than <laughs> Yeah, but so pretty much, yeah, the dad is lost. Go gets very upset about it in this episode, and then we end up with the fun of uh, Drizzle being the only one kind of realizing what's going on and investigating. It turns out to be a Kecleon uh, going invisible and hacking via his trainer, who just wants to be a fan of Cerise Labs and and Professor Cerise and then pretty much turns out to be like the stereotypical fanboy at the end. I will say 
Ren, Chris, and Krissa were my favorite parts. They were saving this episode with just how distraught they were about Because in all seriousness, that research takes time and effort. I can understand being a bit upset about it. I just feel like they were the main ones caring. Ash was just, everybody else just, no, no. If it's anything like losing a video export at 98%, I understand the range. <laughs> I and still like have nightmares about that. As the tears that they probably shed, because I was like, "Yo, like I, I could feel it." I was like, "Bro, all the data," and like y'all were saying, it started off so good. The episode was like this could have been an episode that could have had its own mini arc. If we're being honest, like they could have literally let this episode be like three episodes long, and it be okay. We're trying to find the data. Maybe at the end of episode one, they actually realize, oh, it's a Kecleon. At the end of episode two, they realize the Kecleon is being uh, controlled by a trainer. Episode three, they actually confront the trainer and then they have the whole battle and everything happen. But like that, plus the fact that the ending, the ending literally was a big middle finger in my opinion. Because I'm like, what do you mean? Well, hold on. You mean to tell me this man literally gave the entire laboratory emotional damage that is going to scar them probably for the rest of their lives because they are never going to be able to recover from the fact that they lost that data. And for everything that they knew, it was gone permanently. And they're going to wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat because they're going to be like, is it still there? And all he wanted was an autograph. That's all he and I'm just like, I would have called the cops. I don't care. I am call me Kofi Kingston because I would have fought that kid. Bro, <laughs> the, you know, speaking of wrestlers, did you see how Cerise was standing with his hands behind his back? Yes. I wanted Cerise to just grab the kid, rip his shirt open, and just chop his chest into oblivion. I would have been, I would have been pissed. <laughs> I something else. I thought this episode. And at first I thought this is where they were going to, they were going was, I thought it was going to be team rocket was they had Kecleon being the one stealing the data. And uh, for some reason for team rocket, you know, they always come up with some reason, but I was, so I was kind of shocked when it wasn't them, but that was just a long time ago. Yeah. Not <laughs> only that, not only that, but Drizzile starts to like basically try and cheer go up. It evolves into Inteleon. It stop. It saves Kecleon and, and the person stealing it named Gizmo, and I would just let them fall to the ground. Or same. Or better yet, jump up, catch them. Like I was going to save them. Spin around, primary lotus. Yes, and Kecleon gets a crush on Inteleon because um, uh, I don't know lizards because smooth. Inteleon is pretty cool. I will give it that, but. I don't I don't like Gizmo. No. No, he's definitely not handled well. I would have preferred him just being a regular villain rather than a fanboy. Same here. Next episode? Please. Oh, right. I also want to read part of the description for this one. It is night and day, you are the ones. Did Roman this... Reigns write this? <laughs> this one stars Go, Chloe, and Adam going to the Eclipse Castle. Not Ash, Adam, according to the Netflix description. Huh. Who loves Adam? Who is that? 
to be to be fair, Jay Toons. To be fair, if Adam Cole was the main character of Pokemon, that would be a far more interesting series to watch. Gotta catch them all, baby! <laughs> but guys, we we've been talking about Chloe. It's a Chloe centered episode. So this episode, in all honesty, was um was okay. What was the worst? Yeah. Unfortunately, it follows a very classic trope. Wait, wait, wait. I, I real, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but I remember to Jay. You once brought up that one of the things you don't like about Go sometimes is not even specifically him. It's that whenever he catches a special Pokemon, it's always that that Pokemon has been through trauma that's related to humans, and it gets old to you. You still feel that way, correct? Yes, because I I feel like they lean on that trope so much in Pokemon that it's like, do you have no do you have no other way of bonding with the Pokemon? Like, can we let's have a let's have a time where the uh where he catches a special Pokemon and the only reason it doesn't want to like deal with him is because like, hey, I don't want to deal with you because like I don't know you. I was a wild Pokemon like two minutes ago like i don't want to deal with you i gotta warm up to you i don't know you i was over here enjoying this grass these freaking citrus berries over here next thing i know i'm in a freaking pokeball i don't know you who are you okay that's what i want okay well i'm gonna say it with for my problem with chloe episodes chloe every one of chloe's episodes pretty much every one of them is way too eb centric like, mm-hmm. of course, we get about Umbreon and Espeon, of course. We get a Glaceon episode later. We're probably, we're getting a Sylveon episode in like 6 to 12 years, whenever the dub comes out. Now, <laughs> it limits what you can do when it's all focused on the same thing. And, mm-hmm. Jay, a couple, a couple months ago, somebody released a number, how many c- traveling campaigns have been in Pokemon episodes? Like Misty, Brock, and May are like at a hundred something, like two, like they're they're high up. Jay, I want you to guess how many episodes Chloe's been in. I'm gonna say fourteen. Four about forty-four. Oh wow! I lowballed that. It, it's still criminal. I I lowballed. I to be honest. And, and I feel like that is also one of Pokemon's flaws as a whole since the introduction of Chloe, is that they've never given her enough of a point to shine. That even in these, like you were mentioning, even in these Chloe-centered episodes, she still feels like second fiddle to something else that's going on. I'll just wait till the last two episodes, buddy. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, I mean... The, like I still think her best episode is probably the one in the forest by the uh, fairy gym from Yaller that with the Rapidash and uh, Punch Out. That's still probably her best episode. That's not even saying that much if we're being completely honest. But I I guess I can't disagree. But anyways, they decide the gang decides to go to the Eclipse Festival held in the Johto region, mm-hmm. and they meet. Richard, you take. I'm tagging someone else in. Richard, go. I don't remember the main character's name, but it's Chloe's twin. I'm just going to call her Chloe's twin. Um, and that's Delay. the trope. Okay. For this entire episode, it's just going to be Chloe's twin, just so you're aware. Um, and because they look exactly like, and this is a trope, especially I've noticed in Western media a lot more, but uh, 
Yeah, so they jokingly trade places. Chloe ends up kidnapped by some... I, I, I was going to have you slow down a little bit. I was okay. just going to say, they, and Soleil is, is basically supposed to be the liege, like the person in charge of the castle, because some her grandma or something is retiring, and, mm-hmm. and she and Soleil and Chloe look the exact same. And the, how they meet is... Once again, Evie runs off and gets into trouble because, of course, it does. But Soleil's Espeon like foresees that Evie's gonna fall off a cliff, which I, which knowing my Espeon would have looked in and been like, "Huh, I sense that." Oh well. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but they save it, of course, and they end up dressing up like each other and acting like each other. And the second I saw Soleil acting like Chloe, I was like, "Calm down, Soleil, stop." The acting's too good. You actually seem like an interesting character. Dial it back a bit, then we'll be good. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But so a- after all that, then Chloe is kidnapped because she's mistaken for Soleil. I forgot the guy's name, but he's pretty much her cousin because the it, because of an ancient prophecy or an ancient fight between brothers for control of the castles pretty much what's been going on for centuries um lunas okay yeah i knew it, it had something it to because it's the sun and the moon yeah yeah not to mention while he's kidnapping inks in Sole, hey and evie tries to attack lunas smacks evie and it crashes like right back into the post i'm just like that that would that seems weird for Pokemon for just for people to smack it upside the head and have it go back, but I'm I'm kind of game for it. I'm kind of on I mean, this guy's side. Let's never forget. Let's never forget. Ash tried to square up with Mewtwo. Yeah, and that worked out so well for him. Hey man, look, Mewtwo threw up the barrier, so he knew something that we don't. All right. I, I would have used the example of Jesse beating the snot out of her Survivor and then capturing it, but I mean that too. Man. Well, I mean, if you go by Pokedex stuff, there have been times in the anime where Ash has carried, like, hundreds of pounds when he's picked up Pokemon. So, True. To be fair, James stopped him with his hand once and flicked him back about 10 yards. So are, are we sure Ash is the person we're supposed to be fearful of in this show? Well, think about it this way. James is, like, Goku, and uh, Ash is probably, like, Yamcha. Still terrifyingly strong, just pathetic when compared to everybody else in the series. Yikes. Well, to be fair, I'm never, I make Lord Yamcha jokes. I'm never going to make Lord Ash jokes. Ash can just. No. Ash can kick rocks. It's fine. You can say it. We're, no, we're no, here. I was going to be fight. much meaner about it, but okay. But <laughs> overall, all, they, they do their best. They try to, they try to fight off illness and say, hey, it's okay. Hey, based on everything you went through, you should be in charge because. D- d- j- in your notes, students, you have a reason as to why the hell he was supposed to be in charge and he wasn't? Because family, I, I really, I'm going to be honest, I, this was, and I, and I feel like it's because of the placement of this episode, I was still dealing with the BS of the last episode. I was just like, I, I kind of checked out on this episode. Like, I, I remember literally one line where it was just like, come on, Solaris. Your family, you you don't think that you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be here too. And I was like, that's such a cop out. 
It really is. Like, there's no such thing as consequences in this show. There really like, isn't. Like, there's no such thing as consequences. Like, two episodes in a row where there was no consequences. I was just like, if All anything, right. I kind of felt like this could have been like a two-parter or something like that. I don't know. One a lot of these focuses more on like Espeon, one focuses more on Umbreon, that, that sort of thing. Eh, oh, well. And I probably would have separated them where one of them each has one of the forms rather than Soleil having both. And that way it's like, they're supposed to be friends, but they're actually, they're enemies due to their trainers or something. Exactly. Yeah. But overall, Soleil is basically like, hey, Alunus, we can basically run this together because we're basically brother and sister. And I'm like, Okay, that's but y'all are cousins. I, I, it's like we're basically brother and sister, and she smacks him on the back. Heck, I think deep down she wants to just hurl him off the edge. Like, you caused me and my friends so much trauma. Let's go, Yetus. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie though. I like I I really like Soleil. I kind of feel like I would have preferred. I feel like she would have been better off than Chloe. She had personality. I yeah. think that's the problem. She, personality, a backstory, she's likable. True. She has to be on the podcast, but that that's <laughs> it, it's a whole it's a whole mess of things. All right. But yeah, so we've pretty much covered that episode. So the next one? Yeah. All right. So this is another ghost-centric one, the trial on a golden scale. <sighs> The fact that there were no references to Austin Powers' gold member just infuriated me this whole episode. <laughs> uh, I can understand why. it. So this is Go's first official trial mission for Project Mew. And it's to collect the gold scales from a rare form of Volcarona. And that happens as it evolves? No, I think it's because it's shiny. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's literally the gold scales. So I forgot which region. Oh, Unova. They travel to Unova to uh, search for this rare Volcarona to get the scales. And they're in this mine and they meet a guy who's like, oh, I'm here to help you. And in all reality, he's one of the Pokemon hunters working kind of against Project Mew. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I This is one of those ep- the episodes I had to sit through twice to really get. I don't... The, the reveal of him being a Pokemon hunter was kind of on the weak side. Yeah, he kind of... I almost felt like it was obvious from the start. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't... I, I don't necessarily like the whole thing with Project Mew, if I'm being honest. Like, yes, it gives Go more motivations to continue his journey, but like at the same time, he never lost his spark to do the journey. He never had a like thing. He literally his his literal motivation for joining Project Mew is because it would point him in the direction of finding it. No other reason. But if he would have continued to do his research, he would have come across it anyway. So I feel like it's kind of a mute point. Also, canonically, shouldn't Ash be like, I've met Mew and Mewtwo? So like... Mm-hmm. Based I, on what? Based saying, on I'm what, saying, exactly? The, 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 there was a whole movie! 
the very first movie? Yes. Mewtwo, remember, Mewtwo wipes their memories at the end of that. He's not so he's not gonna remember that. He gets the he gets the memories back in a Johto special. And then they don't and then they choose not to delete him at the end of it. What makes you think that this series cares at all about continuity? The what fact makes that they you use think footage. That? The fact that they use footage from older episodes. That's you why. Do you think that matters? Do you think that matters? I would like to believe it does. Johto does not get the love it deserves in terms of continuity. Neither does oh. Hoenn, but that's what we're talking about right now. Oh. <laughs> I will say, there was one really funny moment in this episode to me. So they basically get stuck up in the sticky web. The hunter traps Ash and Go. The, and the cave ends up getting lit on fire. Here. The flames burn down the webs, they escape, and they check on each other. It's like, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. And it zooms in on them like everything's fine. It's just like, just one problem though. What's that? It zooms back out. The cave's on fire. It's like, yeah, we still have to fix that. <laughs> For some reason I started cracking up when that happened. Because it was it was one of the few genuinely funny moments where they were like, okay, no, this, this is this is actually a funny moment. This isn't a forced comedy moment. This isn't a forced joke where they make some Pokemon pun related thing. This isn't Team Rocket actually making forced puns like oh this is a rocky situation like no it wasn't that it was a like genuinely oh this that's humorous <laughs> like it, it was humorous yeah but the, they they basically get at, out and they see the golden scales they get what they need and the hunter has friends waiting outside but the rest the rest of project new quillen and danica show up and like uh hey um you're not going to mess with them on our watch. Danica seems open to helping. Quillen's just like, I'm, you, you got a long way to go. Quillen's very hard on go. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Which, I mean, clearly that means he's the one that cares the most about him. Yep. But we're not going to let the audience know that because we don't want to hurt the show's feelings. Right. <laughs> but still, I did, I did kind of enjoy this episode. I do, I, let me put it this way. I don't think my feelings changed when I rewatched it. But overall, I I am still enjoying it for the most part. Honestly, I kind of wish stuff like this was in the video games. Like you have, as a side quest, you could go out and find this stuff in a in a different city, city with this certain type of Pokemon, that sort of thing. But maybe someday. Yeah. So so kind of like some of the side missions from Legends Arceus, but a bit more advanced than what we got. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that. Okay. All right. So the next one is the sweet taste of battle. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Why are you like no, this? This is. I, pro- have... I actually enjoyed this episode, "Sweet Taste of Battle." So yeah. But... Uh, so we really. So, we, so okay. No. It's cool. it's no, no, no. 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 There's. <laughs> We can do a one. We can do a one sentence. Uh, we can do a one sentence skipper. <laughs> no, be like, it was no, terrible. We hated no. it. I told you the kid gloves were. I told you the kid gloves were off. <laughs> I, I have to. We have to talk about it. We have to. <laughs> Mad about blue. Whew. That, you know what? I said it earlier. No, I mean it this time. This was my least favorite episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What in the blue blazing? No pun intended. What in the blue blazing frick was going on here?" <laughs> Oh, what God. is this? This episode. Why was... am I spending my episode time watching this? Why am? Why did I actively sit down to watch this? Who thought this would be an interesting episode? Can I say something? 
Yes, please. This was one of the worst Pokemon episodes I've seen in an incredibly long time. 100% agree. Yeah. Oh my, like, so Ash, Go, and Chloe, Chloe's walking home from school, I guess, because apparently she still does that. Mm. <laughs> so inconsistent. And Ash and Go are running after a blue Voltorb, and Go catches it, of course. Of course. And uh, what happens next? They run into a, a man named Gorman, who, if I remember correctly, the term is blue enthusiast I, I, or something along this line. What other colors do you think? I, do you I, think he likes black? Because I wanted to make him black and blue at the end of this episode. I was. Ha ha ha. So pretty much it follows him, and I don't remember the other guy's name as they argue over the best blue things um and it's literally a fight and my favorite color is blue and i even hated this episode gorbin and and bluto <laughs> oh oh god <laughs> why the only redeeming thing about this episode both was when they went to that restaurant and they were having that stuff some of that food sounded kind of good. Yeah. Yes. Like that blue drink or whatever they had, but the, Team Rocket show up, Wobbuffet's blue, so they they start obsessing over Wobbuffet, and Wobbuffet is noticeably terrified. Frankly, I don't really blame it. These guys were creepy. Oh, yes. And they're... Sorry. Yeah, the weird part is kind of the ending is that, oh, yeah, we're like best friends. We just argue a lot, was kind of how which, I felt the end it. Which can work, but not with these idiots. Not at all. Not at all. There was there was a terrible, terrible moment where I actually sat up and was like, huh? Make it make sense. And I'm sure you know which part I was talking about. They were blindfolded across from each other in a courtyard. They sent their Pokemon over to the other one. They touched them. And they were able to be like, this is Sky, sky Marauder Blue. This is Sea Ocean Blue. Like, what? How do you, huh? Like, what? What? Mm-hmm. Where in the absolute does that make sense? How do you, you can feel the shade of blue that they are? What? <gasps> you know, you know, when people told me the Marsh Stop episode where Marsh Stop got trapped was the worst episode, that's nothing compared to this. That episode made me laugh. I actually, like, I, I'm, I'm chuckling now thinking about that episode. My goodness though this episode ah not to mention chloe did not seem like she wanted to be there and this is one of the few times where i'm like i don't blame you i I, it's it's okay it's okay this time it felt like an actual character moment for her i don't don't, like these people i want to go away i don't think it was a character i think chloe just said i I think i don't think they gave chloe lines for this episode and she just she just ad-libbed everything i can see that I, i can see that yeah, but I let's just let's, let's move on before I start crying. All right, so now we're actually on Sweet Taste of Battle, which I actually really enjoyed this episode for some reason. I don't. I think I liked this episode, but there were some weird. Things. There are some things I really want. I'm excited to talk about. The I think oh. this felt very. 
classic Pokemon. Like th- they would have yeah. done an episode like this in other uh, series. And even if you and if you take Opal from the games, this is literally her character. Is I, I'll bring the champion and some really powerful trainers that I randomly know, and make them bake cakes for me. So this was right on point for her. Yeah, and Opal basically calls Cerise Lab, and she's like, "Oh, hey, you should come to the Galar region." And goes like, "Oh, I can catch more Galar Pokemon." I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> so Chloe goes too because um, uh. She goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so gotta and, get those numbers up. That's why. Yeah, I will say one of the best parts for me. I, okay, I will say this. This episode reaffirmed for me why Leon is one of is slowly creeping up into one of my favorite Pokemon characters. Because he's in the for he's in the forest trying to get to their destination, and the whole time he's like, "Huh, I get the chance to see Ash and go again. This is going to be interesting." And he says it all powerful and cool. And he's pl- and he's like being really nice to the Pokemon. He's like, okay, one question to all of the Pokemon here. Do you know how to get out of here? <laughs> like, I love how Leon's basically just a giant man child. I am all here for it. Oh, yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And he's another one of those characters that I feel like his video game to television show character kind of they 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 basically just took one and put him in the other. Because mm-hmm. even in the games, he's like that. He's just like, I am the greatest champion ever. And like, he had the pose, he had the freaking uh, the cape and everything. And props to him for wearing the cape all the time, bro. Like, I love that. I think that is like one of the best things for him and his characters. He always wears the cape. <laughs> but, okay, but the next part is uh, oh, that's right. They go to some. Apparently, it's called a uh, patisserie. I know I'm probably completely mm-hmm. butchering that. They go to a pastry shop, and there just happens to be a milk cream floating around in the store, and Go mm-hmm. catches it. Yeah. And then he gives it the strawberry, and then it evolves. Yep. And then we end up with the main focus of the episode, which is a bake off between Ash, Go, Chloe, Leon and um Raihan. Oh, that's right. I forgot I couldn't remember which gym leader it was. Oh, man. You just you just oh. had to forget the black guy's name, huh? Damn. Damn. I will say though, one of the things I find hilarious is that Raihan kind of looks at Ash like, wait a minute, I know. Oh, you're that ambitious guy who wants to add Leon. Uh maybe Leon ran away, and Ash seemingly takes offense to that because he wants to I don't know, he wants to marry Leon or something like that. <laughs> He had the he look man. He had the crush on Leon. He just doesn't understand how to admit it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's it is Leon. So, well, and he they constantly talk about this giddy feeling that he feels whenever he battles someone. So it could be a crush. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> Called um, it. Yeah, but uh, they um. <laughs> I'm but, tag- Jay. I'm tagging you in. Just just what, what just go. You know what? I I really have not very much left to say about this episode. I think it was, as a whole, I think this was the, this was the episode where I was like, okay, I feel like we're getting back on track. We've had like three stinkers in a row. This one feels better. I don't feel like I wasted 
22 minutes of my time having watched this episode. Let's see if we can keep that streak going. And to be fair, that next episode, it was like, okay, well. I, I will say, though, I found it kind of scummy because part of the, I think the, I'm remembering why I didn't like this episode at parts. I was getting hungry. <laughs> I was so miserable. I'm like, okay, that all looks good. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it looks good. Uh, y'all torture me. I'm on DDP yoga now. This is not helping. <laughs> oh, really? How is it? It's good. It's 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 hard. It's hard. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. But I do feel better about it. But regardless, Ash wins by um because Grookey basically just keeps eating ghost cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, okay. Ah, ah, ah. I have to talk about this because I thought about it and I'm just like, why did nobody discipline their Pokemon? I don't nobody know. discipline. And I'm not saying you gotta like freaking beat them down every time they do something, but like, by God, you don't have a handle on your Pokemon. Come on, go. I know you're being a re- You're a researcher. You should know how to interact with them more than anybody. Like, dude, come on. And, and another thing, of all the Pokemon that he's had that have evolved, what, what what's going on with Grookey? Hey, bro, Grookey should get some love. He should have evolved. He can evolve, can't he? Well, He'll hey, probably hey, evolve in the next part. Grookey can't even <laughs> deliver pharmaceutical drugs without collapsing. I think I think evolving's a little far off. Maybe he would have been able to uh, deliver the drug if he would have actually evolved. You see, it goes hand in hand. I, I, is that our next list? Pokemon, we want to help us deliver drugs. Help us deliver the pharmaceuticals, man. <laughs> Look, I can't move the product. I got to stay here and watch and make sure nothing gets stolen. You got to do it for me. Oh, my God. But, but also, just to get back on track this episode, Ash wins because apparently he can cook. I kind of doubt that, to be completely honest. And he, he battles barely tie his shoes. I doubt he could actually make a poke, uh, cake. And he battles Opal. Oh, mm-hmm. and her versus her Al Creamy. I think that's what it is. Yeah, because yeah, Milky take evolves it. into Al Creamy. And it and she dynamaxes her Al Creamy. And she attacks him, and the cream falls from the sky. And <laughs> Pikachu Gigantamaxes. <laughs> does he does he richard um i don't remember this part of the episode so i I hated this but then i realized the joke and then i started laughing it's like oh and pikachu starts growing it emerges from the cream and he said and everyone's like oh oh Pikachu's di- Gigantamaxing or Dynamaxing or whatever. And Leon just straight face says, that's not a Gigantamax. It got full from eating all the cream. Pikachu Feastamaxed. Like, <laughs> Leon, if it was anybody else making the Feastamax jokes, I would, I'd be done. But you're lucky I love you, Leon. And oh, the battle God. ends there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it I don't remember so, the final battle, but this, it was <laughs> so stupid. But it was the right amount of stupid. I need more of that Pikachu variation, though. His derpy face is so great. Like, ah. I'll be like, yes, this is, this is, this is what I indulge in my Pokemon for. Is this moment right here? Yeah, but they get to it, and actually, I'll say, oh, we're gonna battle someday. Because, um, yeah, we're we're gonna battle someday. 
Hey, and I'm really proud of us because we got through we got through this episode without making jokes about cream flying in everybody's faces. But let's move on. <clears throat> All right, Star Knight, Star Flight. Pretty much the synopsis of this episode is that a area of in Johto is in complete darkness for 24 hours. Mm, this episode, I, I right. really liked this episode. Because mm-hmm. they, they I will say, I will say, and I did like this episode. But I remember a specific moment in this episode where I was like, "This feels like they just did an abridged version of the movie." Mm. Yeah. Just without the, the parent, kid. the third movie. Yep. It just wasn't the just no parent kidnapping, but it was like an abridged version of it. Yeah. So basically, they go to the Jota region. There's this little girl named Tiara. Not sure why it's not Tiara instead of whatever, ever. But she basically has a a cleffa, right? Yeah. Yep. And they say, "Oh, well, she likes to look up at the stars because, as it turns out." The one of the stars is her old Pokemon, Clefable. And um, once I heard that, I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those episodes. Right. So yeah. they fight, Ash and Go find her, and they look up the stars with her. And her mom is noticeably worried, which she kind of should be. <laughs> but after a while, they run into Cynthia, which was Honestly, the only issue I had with this. Like, where have you been? And no, why no, are you that, in the Johto region of all yeah, No, that's exactly my problem. If we're going to be in the Johto region, and we're going to have somebody take care of problems, like a hero or somebody looking after us, why wasn't Lance here? Exactly. It, this would have been a great chance to have Ash start interacting with the people he's going to face again when we get to the Masters 8 level of everything. Yeah, and the thing is, people are like, well, what if Cynthia's in the Masters 8? Then that technically counts. I'm like, yeah. But we also see in a later episode that we're going to talk about, uh, we see that mm-hmm. at, it's like, oh, all, all these people in the Masters 8, it shows Leon, it shows Raihan, it shows Cynthia, it shows Lance. We haven't seen, where is he? Yeah, we've He's just off somewhere battling, just rising up the rank because he can. I don't know, trying to, bat- about his own region. trying to battle Leon so he can marry him or something like that. I don't know. It feels like everybody's after thirsting after Leon in this series. At this point, that's the prize for winning the Masters 8 tournament, is you get to marry Leon. <laughs> and if Leon wins, he gets to pick who gets to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The way you said that got me. Oh, okay. But regardless, Cynthia wants to help, and everybody in the store that Cynthia's at is like freaking out over her because it's Cynthia, apparently. Mm-hmm. So she wants she wants to help. Of course, she talks to she talks. I almost said Chloe. She talks to Tiara, and Tiara is noticeably like, "No, I don't want the stars to go away." And through some shenanigans with the unknown protecting her, it's not revealed necessarily that she wants an illusion of Cleffa. It's just she wants to have a proper goodbye, which I actually really like that subtle difference. Mm-hmm. They have some flashback acts, they see, and she basically sees her Cleffa off. And I'm not going to lie, that, that got to me. I was like, oh, man, um, I don't have a joke for this. I teared that- up. I'm not going to lie. I do. <laughs> 
it was it was it was good. It was, I was like, it was compelling. It was heartwarming. I mean, it, it was heartbreaking in a sense. Like it was good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I will say this much: this is how you do a filler episode that actually feels like it's supposed to be in the season. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to shut up. Yeah, but uh, in all, this was probably my favorite episode of the series. Okay, sorry, of this part. I don't mean of the whole series, but you understand what I mean. Yeah, no, I completely understand. Yeah, this was a really nice episode. I w- as you said, I wish Cynthia, especially because she's in such a big part of some later episodes, wasn't the main uh, extra hero for this part. So other than that, that's really my only gripe with this episode. Yeah, yeah. But what's the next part? What's the next episode? So we're kind of getting to a, kind of a three-part uh, of this series, which starts with an adventure of mega proportions. And now that we've gotten to this episode, I can say this is the episode that made me go back into my notes and say everything up to this point did not matter. This is where the season actually starts. Well, to be fair, the last episode mattered because it made Tiara happy, and I'm okay with that. So, the synopsis of this is pretty much Ash receives a mega glove from, in this case, it lists her as cheerleader Karina, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be gym leader. (sighs) Karina just keeps taking L after L in journeys, I guess. (laughs) And it becomes a search for Lucarioite. Yeah, but they basically get to Kalos after she's just won the bat. And it's like, oh, hey, here's a mega glove. I kind of feel like he would have had to done a little more work for it than just, (laughs) but it's just like, here you go. Yeah, that's kind of one of the disappointing parts. This probably should have been like a four part with one episode being Ash either finding or receiving a mega stone or the mega keystone. Uh, after doing some big challenge, but no, he just dishanded one. To to be fair, I feel like the games are that much different in that regard. But regardless, is he gets it and and goes like, "Oh, you can mega evolve now." Karina's grandpa's like, "No, no, no you you, no. you need the stone itself to mega evolve." So go to this island and find it, where they almost die a number of different occasions. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I love is that when they get split up, at it's like Go and Cinderella, Ace and I don't even remember everybody together. But it shows Go go like basically going through the area, and it cuts this little animation of him and the other Pokemon going through like Super Mario style. It was I I I kind of got a chuckle out of that part. But they basically the island is inhabited by Pokemon that can Mega evolve. So what happens if another Pokemon shows up? Are they, is it just kicked out? Is it eaten? Or... No, new Megastones randomly spawn and uh, that Pokemon can now Mega Evolve. Somebody get Flygon down there. <laughs> but yeah, they get to... and it, uh, Oh boy. They also run into a Mega Alakazam. That's right. Randomly! Yeah, and... They hear its trainer's voice, and its trainer is, um, uh, well, kind of goofy. Psychic man. <laughs> uh, yep, and it's clearly obvious that this is Karina's grandfather, obviously, but apparently nobody told Ash and Go that. 
Exactly. That is literally was about to be like, and you're sure that Go is smarter than Ash because. Hey, if I ever hear Go say here, data, 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 like it's a kitten or something like that, then maybe I'll have he'll have some points in that regard. That's fair. But they get the mega the Lucaria night. Everything's good to go, and they get a notification. Oh, Ash, you're gonna fight B again. Again. Third time. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. And Karina's like, huh? B? B? Where? And that's that's basically it. Not necessarily a bad episode. I actually would say it's a good episode, but <laughs> I don't know. There was something kind of off about it. As I said, I think this one has the issue of timing. This really should have been a two-parter in and of itself. We could have gotten rid of the blue episode, to be honest. Absolutely. And especially because in the middle section of there when they get split up because it i guess it's kind of important to note that like lucario gets split up and goes off with go and cinderace whereas ash is with um pikachu and ah crap karina thank you karina (laughs) and like literally there they part in that in the episode where lucario and ash basically can like feel each other and they can like see each other That's through right. like their close bond and uh they're like oh wait i know where the lucaria night is let's meet there and so they all like run towards it and i'm like okay that's cool but we never explained how that bond was there like yes we had a little bit of the like we had a little bit of the uh flashbacks to where like uh, Lucario with the Riolu, but like there wasn't the huge emphasis on this bond is them that they have gone through this whole time. No, but Jay, you have to understand. Remember that happens off screen. Like every, it happens off screen, so that obviously justifies it. But the uh, 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 I'm not gonna go into it, but I'm just gonna say this: the basis that you have that your fan base will understand and will accept that it happened off screen is dumb when you have the ability to show it show but i'll leave it alone after that show don't tell mm-hmm. it's like when somebody told me oh well maybe the game of thrones finale everything happened off screen i'm like no that's why nip that's why in the new day podcast tournament that's why in the new day tv show tournament nip tuck is better than game of thrones simple as that show don't tell whatever <laughs> kofi. Don't tell. sorry kofi but the next episode is um should we talk about these two episodes together because yeah so the next yeah. two, two episodes are actually what is this the first two-part battle we get in the entire series up to this point pretty much uh, i think so kind of feels Where, like it which is the battle uh battle three with b and then a battle of mega versus max are the next two episodes uh, all right well, i Oh boy. I like this is gonna sound weird. I liked these episodes, but I didn't like this battle. Okay. I'm the opposite. I really liked the battle. I feel like the leading up to the battle was flat and did not make sense based on what we already had and what we knew about everybody involved. Okay. Hey, uh, so they get to the gallery, Ichin, and they see B training with her Pokemon while she calls him Riolu's trainer. Calls Ash Riolu's trainer. 
And Ash goes, well, you can't call me that anymore because Lucario. I would I would still call him that, to be fair. And, to be and fair, the it's the... That he, he said Ash. He was like, it's Ash. And also, you can't say real Luke Strainer. He's a Lucario. And she immediately goes, okay, Lucario Strainer. To be fair, Ash, it's the nicest thing anybody's going to call. Calling you Lucario mm-hmm. Strainer or real Luke Strainer is the nicest thing the three of us are probably going to call you. So you might as well just stick with it. Yeah, true. Yeah, and then Karina shows up and she charges at B, and we think, oh no, because B in a previous episode it was revealed that B ended up beating beating Karina because she said she was quote unquote overconfident. But Karina rolls I, I guess I can say she literally rolls up because she's on roller skates. It, it's and after the theme song hits, it she hugs B. And it turns out they're best friends, apparently. It's like, and she brought because her when sweets. When would we learn that? And she brought her sweets. And they all enjoy the sweets together, and B eats a good chunk of them. Yep. Uh, can I also say, go for I it. should go or snitches, bro. <laughs> I should go or straight snitches, bro. Because we see the flashback where B says that uh, Karina was overconfident. And then immediately, Ash and Go go, wait, y'all are friends? Oh, crap. We thought that y'all were enemies, especially because B was like, she was overconfident. She and was Go really- literally goes, overconfident. Like he's make- doing a B impersonation, which I, I will, I'll give him an, a 7 out of 10. He did, it, it, was a, it was an okay one. But I'm like, y'all some snitches, bro. What if she didn't want y'all to tell me that? Y'all yeah. some snitch, boy. I'm yeah. mad. I guess my kind of my problem is remember the first time Ash lost the B, it caused kind of a, like a depression in for him for a little bit. In <laughs> hindsight, that wasn't good because they didn't really do anything with it. Like, I'm okay with somebody losing and then realizing, oh, man, I lost. I have to refocus my strategies or something like that. But the whole him being depressed, because let's think about this. If, if Ash if Ash beats Leon, which you two have made it clear, Steve have made it clear, you don't think he's going to beat Leon. But let's yeah. pretend he does. He's lost to, like, two other nobodies in that depression arc. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. That would be and let and that would literally be their claim. They could be like, "Hey, yo, I beat him. I beat the champion, bro. Hold on." Yeah, n- not not to mention, I guess my problem is I feel like like all Ash's battles. What I've talked about this before. I feel like the battles, just in my opinion, have not been great. Like his match with Rinto was pretty good, but where the hell is Rinto? Mm-hmm. And that this, now that you say that, where is he? Oh my God, you're right. I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he got trapped in a wormhole or something like that. Mm. But they get to the battle, and um, B kind of demonstrates that she doesn't really think Pokemon battles are should just be for fun. You should have like a purpose behind it, yeah. which yeah. I really actually kind of like in some aspects. But um, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, and this one also has a lot of Pokemon going in and out, it seems like, as well. Because, oh, yeah. um, let's see, it's a th- it's a three-on-three, so that we've got uh, B using uh, 
Grapplelock? Is that the name of the Pokemon? Yeah, yeah Grapplelock, Howlucha, and, and Machamp. Machamp. And then Ash and uses Lucario, Pikachu, and uh, Dracovich? Surfetched. I was oh, about to surfetched. Say surfetched. Then again, you wouldn't know because Surfetch got done. Surfetch got, like, there's no easy way to say it. Surfetch got clapped. Yes. Mm. Surfetch caught these hands. Yeah, and the and Poke for Lax, he warned us about this. He said in the third Ash V battle, one Pokemon gets done really dirty. And um uh it's 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 Surfetch. That was that was embarrassing. Like damn, what was even the purpose of giving this man an arc if you're gonna do him that dirty? Yeah, and uh, all right. And during the battle, of course, Leon shows up on the on the Titan Tron or something, and he get he starts doing commentary with some dude who I'm not really sure how he got the building in the first place, if I'm being completely honest. But uh, he's the champion. He can go where he wants. <sighs> yeah, fair. But <sighs> I said right. the the best part is that he took that he literally tells uh, the announcer to shut up at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I've been holding in. I the reason I really didn't like this battle, they made Dynamaxing look like a complete joke. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. earlier on, Ash and Lucario, they don't want to Mega Evolve, because Lucario says apparently, like, it's not the right time. Specifically, it was Lucario that said that, though. Ash tried. Lucario was like, no, I'm not doing it yet. I'm not ready. You're not ready. We need to wait. We're not ready. Mm-hmm. We're not ready yet, son. Son. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. But, so, Lucario <laughs> Mega Evolves, and Machamp Gigantamax is I'm still not completely knowing what the term is. And Karina specifically says, wow, this is the the ultimate move of Machamp and B. And Lucario just blocks it like it's nothing. It's not even like it's a case of, oh, well, well, now Lucario has slowed itself down. Because even if it blocked it, it it could like barely move or like it one of its its arms would not be at 100%. But nope, just blocks it and like, okay, I'm just going to jump up now. I hated that. I I don't say hate about a lot of things in Pokemon, um, with the exception of this, the blue episode, Gligar Man, but this was awful. (laughs) This was legitimately, it legitimately frustrated me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that from my understanding in the fan base, Mega Evolution is, as of right now, considered the best of the gimmicks still Same, by, by majority of the fan base. Yep. But this is your current thing, like your big thing that, with the Gigantamax Dynamax system. It really should be shown in a better light than it is here. It's, yeah, not to mention it's really done not well. Ash and Lucario just learned how to mega evolve. There's seemingly no growing pains to it. Not that there always has to be, but the fact that they just so easily whoop somebody who's been like for all for all we know has been training like this for years. No, mm-hmm. it, it didn't sit right with me. Oh, absolutely. And I will agree with you on that. I can, I can absolutely agree with you on that. It felt very cheap to have Lucario one, be able to mega evolve as easily as he did. Yes, we just recently had an episode where we established their bond, but it's like, we never saw them train with this mega power. 
we, as far as we know, this is the first time Ash and Lucario have been able to do this or have even attempted to do this. So, like, there should have been either we should have gotten a point where we saw them trying to do it beforehand and failing or other than earlier in the battle, or we should have had it be where, oh, shit, he can't do it because of the fact that he has not had a chance to train it properly. Well, I was thinking that they should have almost done, at least throughout the battle, if they mega evolve, it go berserk like Karina's uh, Lucario used to do in uh, Kalos. It literally, like, the power's too much. It it gets confused and goes on a rampage. Yeah, and and mate, and that could even that could play. Ah, I, look, I, I look. I know it's mega evolution, but you have to try at least try to make what's currently happening right now. You have to make it feel important because I didn't want to talk about this too long because it's just a rumor. Apparently, the higher ups are not happy with how Journeys has played out, and one of the things they said was, "Oh, well, it's because there's not enough focus on Galar." I'm like. We're a hundred, we're a hundred something episodes in, and you're just now realizing how that could be an issue. Like, Facts. <laughs> you've but, seen three towns of the entire place, four towns now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Ash wins, and and everyone's like, "Oh, well, Leon, how'd you feel?" And Leon's like, "I could, I've seen better." And he does the smell you later and leaves. Yeah. Uh, this I'm telling y'all, this is setting up an Ash catch him heel turn. Like this hat, <laughs> he has to become a bad guy at the end of this arc. That would be hilarious, honestly. <laughs> I would. Okay. I would actually love that. Yeah. Little little side tangent. You know how Leon is spot was at least sponsored by Chairman Rose or like that. Yeah. What other sponsors are there? Well, apparently like... Leon, because Leon sponsors you in the games. That's true. That's true. I feel like the Pokemon professor could be a sponsor. So, like, whoever, if you're like under a professor, like a certified Pokemon professor, they could sponsor you. I... That would actually be kind of a cool mechanic. It could, whoever you sponsor, you get like certain types of bonuses or stuff like that. That'd be pretty cool. And in supposedly in some maybe i think it was a one-off manga there's uh gym leaders in other regions sponsor people they give you they can give you your first pokemon and all that but I, there's it's not as much canon as the others i think the happiest i will ever see richard is if he enters the coronation series and lieutenant surge sponsors him that'd be kind of cool though not gonna lie yeah i'm just it's kind of a weird thing, but I feel like more groups of people should be like sponsored together. Like people should have like team jackets or stuff like that. I know that's <laughs> technically team yell, but I don't know something like that. It could lead to some goofy moments. True. Yeah. Like I want to see Ash wearing a bullet club, a uh, bullet club jacket. That's who he's fighting for. <laughs> That'd be great. But he's okay. the jobber. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, set, yeah, probably. I'm so proud you still remember wrestling terms, but <sighs> I want to like this episode, but like the battle was just so frustrating for me. Fair. Yeah. All right. So this is probably the weakest episode, in my opinion, next of the last half okay. of the series. And that's the breaking the ice. Like compared to everything else the in the second half of this part, it's I, I actually really, I actually really liked this episode. If I'm going to be honest, 
I like this EV. I like this EV centric episode better than I like the other one. That's for sure. Because it wasn't focused necessarily on EV wanting to evolve, despite the fact I feel like they said numer- They pointed out in the first episode, it's not that EV it doesn't want to evolve. It's that it can't evolve. So if they do the thing at the end of the series where EV evolves into like its Gen Nine form or something like that, I'm gonna be really annoyed because I'm like, how did you fix that, or did you just retcon or lie to us? Mm. Yeah, I just, I'm not saying this is a bad episode. I'm just saying that, in my opinion, compared to pretty much the starting point would be right after the blue episode, everything else is kind of the second half, in my opinion. And it's, this is just, in my opinion, one off. So it's not a bad episode. I'm going to say. I, uh, I want to talk about the, the next few episodes because, but, but in all honesty, Ash. They're taking Ash to school because apparently they go wrote a paper on him. My best friend Ash or something. My like this. best friend. No son of a bitch. But <laughs> I will say though, after he did his presentation and it was something about the face that Go made, and he was like, "This is my best friend." I was like, "Go, you're so wholesome. I love you." I, I did crack up at, but I also love how Ash is just like, "Ash, you're interesting. You're plenty interesting." And Ash's like, "I don't know about the interesting, and I I don't know about plenty." Like Ash seemed legitimately kind of nervous about it, which I kind of liked. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, it, it also kind of felt like a roast in some aspects because it's like, you know what goes on in the Ash's head? Because he has this drawing of this kind of crude drawing of Ash. He takes off the hat and it shows the inside of Ash's brain. And it's just, oh, all he talks about is Pokemon. And I'm like, doesn't everybody in this universe? Not Chloe. Not like Ash. Oh, it's just like, well, I think about other stuff. I'm like, okay, like what? Well, what I'm going to have for dinner. I'm like, Bro, when the class busted out laughing at him, I was like, damn. Why y'all gotta do this, man, like that? I like dinner. I, I also like dinner. It does help. help. Mm-hmm. But at, but they basically applaud and everybody loves Ash or something like that. Like that. And <laughs> it, it was it was a weird start to the episode that kind of didn't have anything to do with the episode itself. Mm-hmm. But this new girl comes in named Regina with her Glaceon, and she is noticeably cold Mm -hmm. it's pretty much revealed that she's been she's i think from Sinnoh, and she was pretty much called an ice princess the growing up which is insulting because of how she acted but she was really just shy yeah well to be fair they were bullying her and she was like five Mm-hmm. They also said she looked like the Ice Queen, which I guess they had a picture of a woman who was dressed up like an Ice Queen, or like she was just dressed up in like snow type stuff. And they said, like, you look just like the Ice Queen. You're the Ice Queen. Eh. And so then so, we get the Glaceon pop up and be like, leave my human alone. So Glaceon <sighs> tries to kill them, apparently, by freezing them to death. Yeah, but it apparently it turns out that Glaceon keeps doing this. And Chloe is kind of the main person who's like, oh, well, we should try and be her friend. I kind of feel like Ash or Go maybe should have had that role, but I-, I guess we have to give Chloe a friend, give Chloe one friend. 
could be two. Friends too, man. It could be two. It could be two, but Yamper's not around, I guess. Not anymore. Hashtag justice for Yamper. Yamper wasn't in this whole part, I think. No, I think we saw him in the. um, I think we did see him in the um, lab like once. (laughs) (sighs) But he never travels with them anymore. Yeah. No. But anyways, close. Glaceon ends up freezing them because of a misunderstanding because the class is way too friendly. Oh, dude. What's with this season and everybody basically thirsting after each other? It's kind of weirding me out. Okay, so I'm glad I'm not the only one that I was like, it's kind of creepy how Chloe has this fascination with this girl that she doesn't know. Like, I understand in some ways it could be, like, friendly, but at the same time, the amount of excitement that she had when she was like, oh, you can show her down to the field where the Pokemon is great. Like, she damn near jumped out the window. She jumped up so fast. I was like, hey, yo, <laughs> it's not that serious. It'll be all right. She literally was like the most determined face. Like she was gonna drop kick somebody if they tried to take that away from her. It would have been. It would have made the episode my favorite of all time if somebody else raised their hand and Chloe ran across the desk and just drop kick or claymore her. <laughs> like nope, I'll do it. It would have been Chloe my favorite character if she just starts dropping people. Oh. Uh. So, yeah. Oh. But, yeah, as we said, we start learning about her past with uh, the whole, the Glaceon just keeps doing it. And Glaceon yeah. seems to be getting sick. Yeah, because um, it's like, oh, its body temperature is really low. And I'm like, um, it's an, it's an ice Pokemon. It's like, oh, no, it's lower than usual. I'm like, oh, okay. And Professor Cerise straight up says, if it keeps happening, he doesn't say die. anything else after that. But it was a blind. If you keep doing it, you're going to die. But they basically tell Glaceon to stop, I guess. So yeah. I, I made note of this. And I made note of this because I this was like one of my, this was one of my top emotional moments from this uh, part. They they have a part where the parents come in because it, it made, they make note that like the parents are really concerned because they're like, our child is essentially an outcast wherever they go. So they find him at the lab. They find her at the lab. She's damn near having an emotional breakdown because she's like, this Glaceon has been protecting me and now it's about to die because it's been protecting me and I haven't been protecting it. And they embrace her. And I'm like, these are the most, like, these are the most understanding parents in the entirety of Pokemon. And I love them. Yeah, and- but I, I really did enjoy just how... Because at first, the mom, the dad kind of seemed like he's, like, when they showed up and saw Glaceon like that, he seemed like he might have had a little bit of an attitude about it, while the mom was kind of the more understanding one. But I just appreciate it. They were both just like, hey, we, we got you. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, we're not going to drop you out of a helicopter like that one Pokemon, those Pokemon parents did in that one episode, because, um, no. <laughs> no. Hey, look. Whoops. <sighs> <laughs> but they, but they all decide to be friends because um friends help each other or something like that, and they basically freeze the playground to make a fort of some kind. Mm-hmm. And everybody's happy and not scared of her anymore. 
basically. Well, and also a little bit later, she sends a letter to Chloe, and they send in what's it called? Snow, snow, snow globe. Okay, yeah, and basically saying, "Hey, uh, Glaystone and I are starting the battle now." <sighs> Honestly. If Chloe went on her own adventure in the next series and she straight up said, oh, I'm going to take Regina and we're going to travel together, I'd honestly believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be that upset about it. Yeah. If they gave her some development. Well, also, she, she decides to do that, but then just Chloe's just gone. Because I'm not going to lie, guys. Chloe's my least favorite traveling command. Sophocles, you've been unseated. Damn, that's crazy. At least Sophocles got <laughs> development. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, but he's still Sophocles. Yeah, he's still hey. bottom tier. He, he, I did a li- I did a list on Twitter as to what my ranking of my favorite companions to my least favorite. And I guess right before we jump into this one, because it is more of a ghost-centered episode, ghost mm-hmm. towards the top. I on I did realize something with this part. If Go leaves after this series, I'm gonna miss him. Uh, at least he like he's had a goal since like they found his goal really early on i mean they've added and they've added to it with the team mew stuff or the whatever it's called but uh at least it's not the how to put it like brock getting a last minute i want to be a pokemon doctor Uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, all right. It, it's but let's get to the next part. All right, so it's looking out for number two. <laughs> number two. Okay, so basically, there's another Project Mew thing because um uh, it's a Project Mew thing, and Go has to catch a Kingdra. Yep, and they're extremely rare in the wild. Is the whole reasoning behind it. You're telling me he hasn't caught like a horsey or a Seedra at this point? Plus, I think according to the rules, he can't just evolve one. He has to catch it itself. So I, I don't think <laughs> they specifically said that, but I'll, I, I'll take your it's word. It's implied. It's kind of implied, I think. I don't think we can go based on that rule, considering we just had a whole rant about show, don't tell. But I guess it's not that big. Whatever. Yeah. So, of course, they travel to the Hoenn region and Yippee. are trying to figure out where to look. And they run into Drake. Are we dragons. sure that's his name? Are we sure that's his name? Because Ash, Ash's dumb ass calls him Blake. Well, doesn't he also call Ash something random as he well? He calls Ash Slash. But to be fair, <laughs> Ash messed up on purpose. I feel like Drake was just trying to get back at him. That is true. <laughs> yeah, so so Drake's like, oh well, I'm adventuring, and I, I feel like we didn't see a whole lot of Drake in the advanced series, but I actually ended up really liking him. I like how he's basically an adventurer at heart, but he's still kind of he's kind of intimidating. Yeah, and that that kind of makes sense. He's he's almost like the perfect elite four member slash champion. He's so intimidating and you just know that he's a strong pokemon trainer just from kind of the look in his attitude oh and apparently in the japanese version ash calls him flake that 
could be really funny if there's more like he was supposed to meet them somewhere and he doesn't. I, I, Ash, Ash is losing me. I swear <laughs> he is losing me. But overall, they, they ask for Drake's help in trying to catch the Kingdra, and they basically go to the ocean floor a lot, which I'm not really sure why they didn't. Because at first they kept doing it before they met up with Drake, and but they weren't given any, like, mass or, like, mm-hmm. oxygen. Not sure what made them think that was a good idea, but okay. Because in some episodes, then they have to go underwater. Sometimes they free dive and they dive like a hundred feet, and then other times they need oxygen to go ten feet under the water. That's uh, that's <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna slip up one day, and it's not it's not gonna go well. It's not gonna go well. Now, I'm starting to think that this is like like half of Pokemon is just nitrogen narcosis, which is when which is an issue with divers face because of how much thinking back on it, that they free dive like hundreds of feet under the water and then come straight back to the surface, which is very dangerous. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little bit of an issue. You would maybe, maybe that's what happened to Cleffa, but I I don't want to think about that. If I'm being completely honest overall, though, they start finding more treasures and they end up finding a Seedra and that's where things get a little more interesting. Yeah. We, we're kind of leaving off the part where uh, Drake agrees to help them Where uh, with this, as long as they help him find this lost submarine from an ancient civilization. Because, uh, um, sure. <laughs> because well, that, that makes so much sense. Well, Jay, what were your thoughts of Ash calling Drake Blake? <laughs> And then, even now, I'm still like, if I was if I was him, I should have probably decked your shit, bro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, but they end up Drake actually ends up giving them gear to like switch to like actually be able to breathe on the water because you have to do that because right. you have to do mm-hmm. that at some point. And they end up studying. They end up studying and talking. They end up getting the job done. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it, it was one of, of my gripes. One of my gripes happened again. It happened again in this episode. He catches the Pokemon, then immediately releases it to you. Then. And I'm just like, why would it help you? It has no reason to have allegiance with you. <laughs> At that point, you literally just captured it and re-released it back to its own environment. It could have swam away from you. What are you doing? I will say I like that he tried catching Pokemon underwater, but seemingly forgot that physics is a thing. That was pretty good. I, I will say I did like that shot. That he was like, Italian, shoot it. Wow. Okay, that was smart. All right, all right, all right go. All right, go. You have my respect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he also ends up like leaving the ox the area because as Drake's like, hey, what you're equipped to, like you can only go so far. But Go is like, no, I have to complete the mission because um, if I fail, they'll kill me or something like that. If, if I fail, it's Project Mew. They're they're that evil. <laughs> if I fail, I, I have to. Me. If I fail, I have to write another paper about Ash. <laughs> I can't wait. You know, I, I can't tell you what how different my life would be if I was to write papers on Ash Ketchum for school. But regardless. Your teacher would go, your teacher would go, 
Wow, you wrote about a failure. F. Oh, <laughs> you wrote about a failure, but I'm also a failure. All right, new letter G. I don't know what to do with this. But of a G. It means that it. I was gonna say it means that they subtract points from your next grade as well. Dang, that's that, that's terrible. Goody, but also, oh, that's right. Go and Italian try to use liquidation. It's like this move we've been working on. I'm like, wait. Is it? What move? I don't recall them ever <laughs> mentioning trying so to use liquidation. What was? Did I miss that, or did they miss that? They never said anything about it. So I've recently found out that there are um, these little comic strips that are released between episodes. No, I know what you're talking about. And they there are parts of these comic strips where. Ash is trading his Pokemon. Go is trading his Pokemon. They're taking care of it. There's stuff that's kind of mentioned in episodes that they've been working on that is done in these comics. Ash met Alon in one of the... Re, Ash and Alon reunited in those comics. So it's kind of frustrating when the important parts and the parts that you kind of need to develop in episodes are removed and put in these little comics with, that are should be a scene or two in this where you show them working on liquidation, Ash training his Pokemon, Ash learning to Mega Evolve Lucario. That sort of thing should be in these episodes. Should read. <laughs> but the end of the episode is kind of interesting. It doesn't just end on the traditional, oh, well, Ash and Go succeeded. Yay, Ash gets a token. But no, it ends with Danica and Quillen finding Regirock. And mm -hmm. that was honestly that was so cool to me. I literally was just like, they were like, "Oh, we're about to find it," and I was just like, "Regirock, Regirock, it's gonna be Regirock." And then when it was Regirock, I was like, "Let's go!" This would have made a really cool season finale, and just and the, they're <laughs> like, "Oh man, what's gonna happen?" Oh, sorry, you have to wait a few months, and you're still excited, you're still invested, but. This was a pretty cool episode. Drake is a little is a little funnier than I remember him being. But also, he I gave think them... that. Go ahead. I was gonna say I think that comes from the fact that this series is definitely more comedic than it used to be. I don't know. The advanced or... generation was pretty flip and goofy sometimes, which is why I love it so much. Well, I think this one's trying to force comedy a bit more than that seriously uh, yeah 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 i can't i can't completely i can't completely fault you for saying that okay <laughs> what's the next the next episodes are kind of a combination yeah uh do you know the names of the next episode for our audience yeah so uh... it's it's the gates of warp and showdown at the gates of warp dawn comes back Again. Don't worry, this isn't the last time we'll see her this series. Uh, okay, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of felt like this was for as weird as this was, it was kind of bland. I, I can found myself that. kind of bored by this. Certain aspects of this part were boring but others were kind of interesting i liked the time travel elements that weren't necessarily like you're traveling through time but times being manipulated in weird ways 
All right, Jay, what are your thoughts? <sighs> like you said, um, it I, I thought it was good. For, for a season finale, I think it was good because it established, it set up that good, like, okay, this is the definitive de facto end of this season. But I will also say, I think one of the big negatives is also that is the fact that it was so de facto definitive, like this is the end of the season. It didn't really do a good job of setting up to be like, what's coming next? Like it, mm -hmm. it almost felt like it was leading it. So that way when the next part comes in, they can do a reset again, kind of like they did with this one, but this part. As a whole, the episodes, it got kind of confusing at parts just because I was like, so much is happening all together at one time. And I'm just like, mm. So it shows Dawn again, and she's trying to get ready for a contest that we'll definitely see at some point in Journeys. It's not like they would tease it and then have her quit a contest just to play with a Badoo or something like that. But Piplup is falling asleep a lot, and she's noticeably frustrated about it. A portal mm -hmm. opens up, and a miniature younger version of Dawn picks up Piplup and takes it away. Which to me was the best part of the episode. I kind of just wish Piplup would have just stayed gone and we could have just moved on with our lives. I mean, you're not wrong. Which <laughs> also leads back to that statement I made earlier. Nobody disciplines their Pokemon. I'm realizing more and more just how right you are in certain say, aspects of that. And I'm just like, yo, I'm not saying, like, again, again, I say, I'm not saying you got to, like, thump it in the forehead or thump, or thump Piplup on its beak or something, but, like, dang. Everybody else is up and active and excited. And this freaking Piplup is sitting over here asleep. And it's like, we're led to believe the Piplup is the star. We're led to believe that that's the one that they're going to do the tournament with. Uh, yeah. And Dialga and Palkia are fighting for like the 10,000th time. Mm -hmm. What's up with them? They hate they're each the other. Brothers. Well, that. That's, 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 that's really dumb. And of course, Dawn immediately calls Ash, not really sure how she got his number or anything, but whatever. Ever. And Cerise is, and Chloe noticeably is like, hey, we have to go help Dawn, because um, we're friends now, apparently. Yeah, the other, how to put it, yeah, the, the interesting part about this episode is kind of when they show up and a uh, competent Team Rocket shows up. That's right. And they have jetpacks and everything and this cool armor. And their Meowth actually battles instead of just stands around and looks at the other Pokemon. Yeah, and so let's see what happens. Do, it's Ash and Dawn go to the new uni uh, the other universe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and... because because they're poke because I want to say Intellion and Lucario end up getting kidnapped by Team Rocket. Yep, yep, that's exactly what it was. And Go and, Go and Dawn are kind of trying to, are trying to kind of figure out at first, where is, what's happening? What's mm -hmm. happening with Piplup and everything? And Dawn is very upset that Piplup is gone, even though Dawn's upset that Piplup's gone. <laughs> She's the only one that's upset that Piplup's gone. That's a very good way of putting it, my friend. And, but regardless... Regardless, we also learned that our Team Rocket is involved in this, and they seem just as confused as the rest of us. Yep. At least, at least they're not arguing over the name of a Pokemon. We're not going to talk about that. 
ever again. (laughs) But they they break into past Dawn's house, or as they call her in the subtitles, Dawn B. And Dawn's and Piplup is with her, and and they reunite and everything. And rather than Dawn B being like, get out of my house, or else we're going to have a problem, she breaks down and says she misses her Piplup. And at this point, it's revealed that it's a parallel world and time is moving backwards for some reason. Yeah, Pokemon are de-evolving. And pretty much when they reach a certain point, they go back into their eggs. And the worry is that the eggs will disappear eventually. Which I don't think ever happened, to, if we're going to be honest. Right. I okay. gotta say... Sorry, go ahead. Ash being a bitch. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I saw that and I was just like, "You a little bitch, bro!" Like he literally was like, "Oh my god, you look like just you look just like me." Oh, I'm so scared I'm leaving. Then when Ash tried to grab, was like, "Hey, hold on, wait, no, please don't hurt me, please, you can get rid of me, bro." What? Wait, who are you? So, so is this the same Ash from that mirror episode of uh, Kalos? So, so it's. If it is, then that means it's a parallel dimension. That does and has nothing to do with time. This is this is silly to me. Very. Yeah, and yeah, uh Dawn Dawn B is very I'm gonna be honest, I feel like Dawn B is smarter than actual Dawn. Yes. Like she seems mm-hmm. more thought provoking and like, you know, interesting. And way more competent. Yep. So they run into Cynthia again. And Professor Rowan, two of them, but Professor Ro- that one of them is disguised. And also, James, if the alternate dimension, James is the one to say, prepare for trouble. And Jesse says, make it double. That was weird. I was not prepared for that. I liked it. I don't know. It was something about the fact that, like, they said it, but it wasn't, it didn't feel hokey. It felt really serious. Like, it was like a genuine threat. Like, prepare. And make it double. And like, like they were they were going like the, into battle. It was like the second episode oh, when they showed up at the Pokemon Center and you're we like, wow, these guys seem really competent. And then the rest of the series you're like, oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> they're they're not though. They're they're not. But I, I guess I, kind of my problem with this arc is there were two of everybody. There was two ashes, two ghosts, two clothes, two everybody. To me, if you're gonna go with it's like I said before about the Pikachu getting accused episode. If this is like an alternate dimension type thing, lean into it. Make it goofy. In my mm-hmm. opinion, and uh, we've, we've kind of touched on this before a lot, but we also kind of have it in some regards. What To me, what would have been flipping hilarious? Show what Ash is like in the manga, because apparently in the manga, he is very different. I've heard. Yeah, and uh, heck, you could have shown what Dawn's like in the manga, because Dawn is... Um, Dawn's weird in the manga. She's like a, she's very, she's like a rich princess. I would have had more, even more multiverses probably pop up and just, we could have called this the multiverse of madness and had that ah. thing. Yeah, just have every, have everybody show up. Have Mirror B show up from XD Gale of Darkness and he teaches everybody how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I don't know. I guess I just sort of figure we just saw Dawn like 15 episodes ago. 
I don't need to see two. I don't need to see two of her. I love Dawn. She's great. But like, I don't know. There weren't enough differences with the exception of Go and Chloe. I actually really like alternate dimension Chloe. She seems far more interesting. She probably spent more time with her Yamper. Yeah, yeah. Somebody had been, to say it. It would kind of would have been interesting had Chloe been like, well, I want to catch every Pokemon. Literally, it's just her and Go have completely switched places, and Go has an Eevee and has no idea what he wants to do with his life. Exactly. Uh, heck, you should, heck, heck, you, it, you know what, you want to know what would have been kind of cool? Because they keep trying to get closer to the wormholes, but their Pokemon keep de-evolving. And like, Gengar goes all the way to being a Ghastly, et cetera, et cetera. You want to know something that would have been kind of hokey, but still kind of cool? Have Go and Chloe, like, get on their headsets or something, and similar to Spy Kids 3D, have them, have them say, call everyone. <laughs> and similar to the Avengers Endgame, a bunch of portals open up, and we just get a bunch of random Pokemon characters just showing up and doing their own thing. Like, oh, hey, it's... The, oh, hey, that, it could have been funny for me. Yeah. And this could have been a great way to kind of do it as the, um, I think it was the 25th Power Rangers thing, where even though they, we never got all the shows here in America, they still have all the shows ever made of Super Sentai. Exactly. So was that the 25th? I think well, it whatever was. They so did the 20th, Megaforce. whichever one it was. Whatever they did for Megaforce, except like better than Megaforce. Oh. But that yeah. could have been, you could have seen game characters and their manga counterparts and then Ash from different universes. Just Random Ash coming in with like, he's just got like trophies in his arms or medals or something. And it's like, I've won every Pokemon League I've ever been in. Oh, like, How many Pokemon do you have? I literally just have my team of six. What do you mean? I caught six Pokemon. If they have no use for me, I released them. What? Like, he's literally Paul, but he wins in the end. <laughs> also, also, he actually had the Butterfree still on his team. No. I'm get, still salty about that shit. We get Ash, know. but he's dressed like Homelander. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. He, Why would you not... do that? <laughs> I just, oh but I do agree. Like, we could have seen former character. We could have seen a game character show up and be like, hey, man, you're Ash Ketchum. I've heard about you. Yeah, that's me. You a sorry punk. I could have taken your spot. <laughs> You don't come here, come here, let's go. But ultimately, they save the day and they beg and cry with Dialga and Palkia to stop fighting, which I did not like. Yeah. I know their Pokemon were de evolving, so they couldn't exactly keep up in terms of battle, but just, uh, I don't know. It, 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 it was kind of a lackluster ending for me. Yeah. But, oh, we forgot to mention that the, all the characters pretty much de age into toddlers at this point. Yeah. Right. And the one thing I. I kind of liked was when they said, "Oh, well, maybe we can put them all in our pokeballs, in our po in their pokeballs. That way, the de aging won't get to them." I'm like, "Okay, that's kind of a smart move. I like that." But then Ash says, "Oh, Pichu, you get in my pouch. Is the is your pouch gonna save?" P no, I think I, I think the reason for that, or at least this is the way I interpreted it, was the fact of like because he never gave him a pokeball. And he wasn't going to try to give him one now. He was just like, I really don't have anywhere to put you. I'm sorry. But doesn't he, doesn't he still have it, though? Didn't Professor mm -hmm. Gold technically give it to him? You know, I don't know if he still has he, it or not. 
at least according to um, whatever that second of the like I choose you franchise or no it was I choose you um, where he after they battle ho he puts like the Pokeball down there I know that much <laughs> I swear it's, it's I it's such a small point but to act like oh my pouch will save you you, you dumb son of a bitch what are you talking about Hey, Misty does the exact same thing against Mewtwo in the move in the first movie. Go, go, come get your man because this this isn't this isn't working. But he's they not, get he's not Go's man. He's Leon's man. Get it right. No, no, fan, no. My Ashgo fan fiction. It, it has to be canon or else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look on your face. Oh God. No, and it's, not, uh, it's not you. It's literally because fanfic writers have, have ruined me. You know what? There are probably some fanfic authors who are very creative, kind-hearted people who accept others' opinions. And to those, I say thank you because they don't get the credit they deserve. Thanks, all yeah. three of you. I was going to say two. <laughs> But regardless, they get back through the portal, and once again, we don't get a goodbye from Dawn. Like, they all just run up to Cynthia because she was busy being useless, and they kind of just end the episode there. Yeah. And that's the end of Pokemon Master Journeys. Because apparently (laughs) Ultimate Journeys is next. Yeah. This last, these last two episodes... They weren't for me. Like I said, they should have been. I'd like if they could have been a little more ambitious with it. I, yeah, I mean, if... I, sorry, I was gonna say I can see where you were where you're coming from with that. Like, I, yeah, I agree. I, I agree as well. I mean, I enjoyed these episodes. Maybe if it had been like a three parter, and the third part was going to start the next part, would be interesting. Because it'd keep you on the edge of your seat. What's going to happen next? How are they going to do it? But Heck, I there's not fine. too much more they could add. I would have been fine if they just ended it the exact same as the last part. Like they're splashing each other in the water or whatever they were doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still not even happy about how that one ended. It should have It should. <laughs> if they were going. Then again, if they were going to repeat the same ending, they should have upped the stakes. Like they start. Like that Family Guy episode where they do the slumber party eat with Peter and the guys at the slumber party, they start splashing each other, but then they get more frustrated and it just gets it just gets increasingly violent between them. <laughs> Once it, Chloe's um, drop kicking people, Ash hits somebody with a rainmaker. It's just beautiful. Go go bust out a one winged angel on somebody's um, infernape. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> Ash had his infernape. Well, Ash B had his infernape. And then a chimchar, and then an egg. Yeah, it almost ah. kind of it almost kind of felt like it was pointless. <laughs> ah, so any other episodes, or was that it? That's how it ends. Okay, yeah. So, guys, I I I'm I didn't really care for this part all that much. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. For me, wasn't the worst. Wasn't the best. There were. This one felt like it had at least a few more important story episodes than most of the other parts have had. Because they had the Volkner episode, we had two different trial episodes with Go, 
we had multiple episodes where Leon shows up. We had the three-parter in the middle and then this two-parter to end it. So not necessarily the best part, but at least it had a good number of important story elements. Yeah, but they also had the blue episode, so I kind of feel like I have to dock points for that. Very true. Very true. <laughs> like As they you said, do, it's definitely not the best. They could do everything in their power to please us. Like they could be, like they could make all these game character manga, all this other sorts of stuff adaptations, and I'd still be like, yeah, but the blue episode, I'm still bitter about that. Well, now the question is, from my understanding, most people really have not liked Ultra Journeys, especially wherever they are at right now. Yeah. How much you want to bet we're, how much you want to bet we're actually going to possibly enjoy that part? I don't think so, dude. I, I've seen, I haven't seen the episodes, but I've seen some stuff and I'm like, I don't like this. Like, this, okay. this is... I will say, from what I've heard, there was one Team Rocket episode that's flipping hilarious. Glad to hear. <laughs> and just, it's a mini spoiler, but apparently they have a podcast. <laughs> an an anime centric podcast. I don't know how well that's going to do, but okay. <laughs> well, we can always be special guests on each other's podcasts. I let them know that we we always root for them. That is true. That is true. I really hope that people don't think we hate Dawn because of these, because her episodes in particular, we've been kind of rough on. True. It's because they keep bringing her back, like she's the only companion that needs to get a spotlight. Yeah, and not only, but the episodes kind of have nothing to do with her. Like, you could do the same episode with anybody else. Mm -hmm. Like, heck, you could have done the same episode, but do it with Barry instead, because Barry's flipping hilarious. Or bring yeah. back Brock or Misty. Bring back the OGs. I do like them, and, but everyone's everyone's gonna be like, "Man, why do you hate Mi why do you hate Dawn so much?" I don't hate Dawn. She's in my she's in my poker group. Why would I hate her? Huh. Unless she wins a hand, then I hate her. Yeah, it's it's me. It's me, Dawn, Yusuke from Yu Yu Hakusho, hey. Haruki Suzumiya, and Philly Phil from Class of Three Thousand. <laughs> yeah, sounds awesome. I, would you? Here's the thing. Yusuke always has the worst hands, but he has the best trash talk, so it, he wins regardless. So he's also a good bluffer, then. Very much so. Let me guess. He spends most of his time roasting Philly Phil, doesn't he? Yeah, but Philly Phil just laughs about it. Well, at least he's a good sport. Yeah, but overall, guys, this was not. I apologize for this episode because, let's be honest, we were we were kind of all over the place. But <laughs> when you're this bored by something, sometimes it's it's kind of bound to happen. True. Since this is the last part of Master Journeys, what are your overall thoughts on Master Journeys as a whole, all three parts? Ah, uh, had more good episodes than bad, but had more okay episodes than good. Um, yeah. My overall opinion on the three parts, the good parts were really good. Like they stood out as being really good and they made the show feel important. The bad parts were really, really bad. Case in point, the blue episode. Like, and I don't get it because it's like when they get it right, it's phenomenal. It is the best thing that I've seen in a lot of one of my favorite things to watch in anime as somebody who watches a lot of anime. 
But when it goes bad and it goes south and it goes sour and you can tell that they're trying to just force out something to fill time, it makes me want to stop watching. It makes me want to stop playing the games at some point. Because I'm just like, yeah. I don't even want anything to do with Pokemon at this point. To, to be fair, before Richard says his point, I kind of feel like Pokemon's kind of been firing on all cylinders, but kind of in a bad way. I feel like like Legends Arceus, this, I wasn't even done with Legends Arceus yet, yet they're already releasing more stuff. It feels like stuff is coming out way faster, and I do mm-hmm. kind of feel like it's leading to burnout in some cases, because I'm not going to lie, I would have rather of us talked about something else. But now, of course, if it's good, then I want to cover it. Or if at least it's so bad, it's good. But I kind of feel like Journeys, Journeys might be it's one just of okay. my, Yeah, it might be one of my lesser favorite series. Like, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Richard? So I was just looking through, and that's the thing about this part, or this entire series. It, it has some pretty good to okay episodes of that are like the more heavy story ones not necessarily the best ones in the series but they were good overall i would say what really dragged this part down were the one-offs there's a couple good ones like i remember really liking the search for chivalry where they go to the uh kalos league guys uh thing to train that one was actually really funny yeah i really liked him but besides that i mean just quick glance through all of the side episodes it's like wow there are some really bad and we've talked about how bad some of these episodes are i guess i just also feel like the change like here's the thing people have told me in some aspects there are changes coming like it does get a little better but what took so long i'm not really sure how much i trust that considering oh well we meet spoiler alert five four three two we meet marnie okay what why couldn't she have been like a constant present? It's oh well, we're meeting, we're talking about the Masters Eight more. Okay, why should I care? Because I'm gonna be honest, the Masters Eight, everybody in it, it's kind of the most boring option. Like, of course, these people are in it. Sure, I would have had some person that we haven't seen before at least be one or two of the spots and make it interesting or more fun because. Or at least someone who's not champion. It's like we have all these champions and the guy who beat Ash in the finals and Ash. That's it. Heck, what about Goose? What about Guzma? Guzma would be incredible. Well, then again, if he lost, I'd be upset because I'd be rooting for Guzma the whole time. True. It's just so he and Team Skull can basically rule the world. Uh, God, imagine, imagine that Team Yell versus Team Skull. Team Skull would win. Because they're, like, enjoyable. True. Yeah, but overall, it's not all bad. It's just, I've said before, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on to whatever the next series is supposed to be. Well, that's the thing. We don't know when we're going to get the actual release of Pokemon Ultra Journeys, but we're getting the uh, Hisui arc from next which might be good i don't know it's not canon though so it's almost like it doesn't even mm. we may do something we'll decide after we watch it before we may no no you, you you got i was about to say i'm glad you said may you can't promise fan stuff without me without any of us saying yeah i'm into it because i don't know 
But as I said, May. <laughs> okay. May's coming back. Huh. <laughs> okay. But well, now I've got Alex excited. Uh, well, I I want to I want to address one little thing before we close out because we haven't really talked about this. In my opinion, guys, because you guys have both made your points that you don't think Ash is beating Leon. I don't think he is either. But similar to Poke for Lax, I don't want him to beat Leon. But if he does, he should not hold the title of number one trainer in the world very long. I feel like he should lose it at some point and not necessarily start from scratch, but just be like, I'm not the number one trainer anymore, but I still have room to grow. If Ash beats Leon as the number one trainer for what considered number one for like the next several seasons or generations and stuff like that, it's going to kill it for me. Because then you have somebody who basically isn't allowed to lose and... That doesn't work for me. I got my idea for how they would how they should do it. If they if they decide to have him do the whole let him let him win route. Let him win, let that be the end of the season. Then when they start the next season, establish that it's been like six months or something. And they're just like, oh, they're gonna start the new turn, they're gonna start the uh new coronation tournament or whatever they're going to call it this time and it's like ash even though you won the last one you still don't have a good win-loss record buddy so uh you're you're starting at like rank 100 and he has to like basically rebattle his way back up and like yeah give him that respect as champion but like make him have to work to continue to hold that title richard what are your thoughts on my theory he should not hold the title long if he wins the only way I see it being done successfully if he actually wins would be that this is the end of Ash and that we move on to a new character, which I doubt they'll do. So I feel like they have to have him lose because if they don't move on, what's well, their, what, know, literally he, he has to come up with a whole new goal. Okay, so now he doesn't want to battle too much. He ha- He wants to catch all the Pokemon, so now he's Go. Uh, Am I crazy in thinking that Go might stay with Ash for a little bit longer? Like, maybe until the end of Gen 9? Am I crazy in thinking that? No, not at all. No. Like, they seem to be doing things different now, and I could believe them being like, oh, well, Ash and Go are gonna travel together for maybe not as long as him and Brock, but, like, a little bit longer than that. Chloe can go though. I, I I'm not. I'm too frustrated with Chloe to be like, no, you've taken up too much of my time. Get out. Like I'm uh, sick of you. Get out. The scary part is that I could see that it becoming like because the next ones that we're going back to school, probably because we already know that that's the big focus of the games. So we're probably going to see a large focus of that in the anime again. I could see it being, oh, Go and Chloe have uh, are doing a semester abroad. Ash is no longer part of this, and it's focusing on them. I'm okay with half of that. Like they could make it work. It's just, you know. It's... Yeah, but everybody tells me Ash is leaving. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think it's sad. Even if he wins, I don't necessarily think he's leaving. I think... Everybody seems to think, oh, well, all these characters are coming back. All this different stuff's happened. I'm like, could it just be because it's the 25th anniversary and it's purely a business move? 
people seem to forget that this is a business. Mm-hmm. Plus, you I... gotta think of the fact that, okay, no matter what, you have to have a character that has a Pikachu because Pikachu is the face of the franchise. So you've got to see, it's gotta have a Pikachu as its like partner. Ray, Ray or Kari from Legends Arceus, they're around. But is there anything else we can we close out? Because now I'm getting sad talking about this. <laughs> yeah, I think that covers just about everything for this series. Alright, and well I guess I guess we have to talk about ultimate journeys. But feel free to tell us if you y'all want us to stop, feel free to tell us and uh, we'll stop. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll stop. Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk maybe we'll just review Yu Yu Haku show instead. He's saying that because he knows that that would be the one thing I would love to do. Like, I would actively take residence upon this channel if we started re-watching and reviewing Well, to be fair, I don't think it'll be the last time we're going to be on this channel because we may have to review something else in the upcoming weeks. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to that. So, ladies, gentlemen, and others, what do you guys think of Journey so far? Have you given up be honest, and be honest <laughs> if you just give it up if you quit. And if you're enjoying it, that's amazing. Let us know what specifically that you like. And if you, if Ash loses to Leon, how would you write his character? Because to me, that's the more interesting question. So let us know, and be sure to smash that like button, stack the subscribe button, and pin the notification bell. And Show Toons and Goons some love when he loses in Fortnite when Dragon Ball starts happening in it. Uh, I, I I know that they're coming to Fortnite, but I don't want it. I don't. I don't. I just it's gonna be the same as when Naruto joined. And then everybody, every single person that's in the game is either gonna be Goku, Vegeta, or probably Piccolo. Or Frieza. And I'm just like, huh. Then I'll feel bad because it's like, dang, I do kind of want the skin, but I don't want to be like everybody else. Which is why I bought the John Cena skin. But. (laughs) Exactly. And we'll catch you guys. No, No, I can't do the intro like that. And we will catch you guys next time. This has been Alex. And Richard. And you have been listening to the Anime Egotists. Good night. Peace easy.